Live from WNUR News, I'm Ellie Skelly. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's May 2nd, 2023. Tonight on WNUR News, watch out Mrs. Robinson, a look into the process of graduating college and what lies in store for the class of 2023. And what's poppin'? We talk to Jack Harlow fans to see what's really so special about the artist. And if you still don't know what you're wearing for this year's Planet Dillo, stay tuned. We'll take you through how students are deciding their outfits for Northwestern's special day. To cap it all off, of course, we'll have tonight's weather. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News at 6. Thanks for tuning in. Starting off tonight, starting off today, highlighting our upcoming graduates. Any student's time at a university is finite. It's a re- reality that comes with, in, with the process. From graduate school and fellowship opportunities, no phrase terrifies Northwestern seniors more than postgraduate plans. WNUR News, Nick, WNUR News reporter Nick Song takes a look into how seniors are forging their postgraduate paths. June fast approaches, meaning it's time once more for this year's class of Northwestern seniors to become the latest crop of Northwestern graduates. The question on their mind, what comes next? Whether it's law school, med school, or clocking in at a 9 to 5, there's no such thing as a universal post-graduation plan. There's no right answer, but that ambiguity makes it all the more confusing. How then do you find your perfect post-grad plan? First thing I'd say is don't panic. (laughs) This is Tracy Thomas. She's the Director for Career Development at Northwestern Career Advancement. If you think about it as gathering information about the world of work, but then gathering information about yourself, you're actually making a series of small decisions in order to continue to move forward in the process. Students can think about their career decision-making holistically. So what exactly makes a post-grad search holistic? Let's take a look at a couple examples and try to figure it out. My mentality has been that, you know, I pursue the majors that I have at Northwestern because I've been interested in that subject matter. That's Jackson Hugel. I'm a senior at Northwestern University and I am a double major in social policy and political science. My postgrad plans currently are to work in a business analyst role with Deloitte Consulting, their government and public services practice. It's a path he never imagined for himself. Just a few years ago, Hugo figured he'd wind up working on a political campaign or for a government agency. Government consulting only popped up on his radar the fall of his junior year when he started to loosely think about his plans for the upcoming summer. In his research, he came across an internship opportunity offered by Deloitte for that summer. Hugo sent in his application and wound up getting accepted. I kind of maintained, like, I think a healthy skepticism going into it. But then I got there and I realized there were so many cool opportunities to do work with political processes, government agencies, and make real meaningful change kind of on the government side but through this consulting firm, through the internship, I kind of figured out it was right up my alley. And I knew when I was taking that internship that it was what I wanted to do full time. Luckily for Hugo, Deloitte felt the same way. At the end of that internship, they offered me an offer letter to re-sign with them full time following the conclusion of my degree at Northwestern. I can say that every internship opportunity that I've pursued, every professional opportunity that I've pursued has been because I'm interested in what the role is and because I think there's a lot of value in those roles. 
Hugo credits his success in finding a fit to the fact that he followed his interests during his job search. The main reason I accepted the offer was just because of how much I really enjoyed the internship experience and how much I enjoyed the work that I was doing. If I hadn't enjoyed it as much as I did, I, I don't know that I would have accepted it. And I think it's kept me really engaged and allowed me to perform well because I want to learn the material and want to do the work. I have always wanted to go to grad school for work organizational and personal psychology. That's Milena Otero. She's a senior in Weinberg studying psychology and cognitive science. She, like many other NU students, wanted to pursue a graduate degree in her respective subject. I actually just this morning accepted a offer for a master's. Beyond the academic considerations, Otero knew she wanted to pursue her master's abroad in Europe for grad school. Searching for the right fit, she began looking into programs that would accommodate that geographic need. One popped up almost immediately, the Fulbright program. I had actually applied for a Fulbright scholarship and I was selected as an alternate. A Fulbright selection allows an American student to pursue a graduate degree at a top university in Europe. It's a great program, one that sets you up possibly for a career in academia. The thing is, a career in academia isn't what Otero wanted. She wanted to work in industry. Psychology, that's like, I think, a field that a lot of people go into if they do grad school. It's like, well, now I'm in it forever. And, and I personally know that this master's is my way out of academia. So it's not like I'm, I'm committing myself to like the next 10 million years. Otero continued her search. Eventually, she found another fellowship called the Erasmus Mundus Fellowship. It's mostly like a European thing, and there's um, something called like the Joint Masters Erasmus. Similar to the Fulbright, but less famous, the Joint Masters program also offers students the opportunity to pursue a master's degree at some of the top universities in Europe. With this, she wouldn't be limited to just one path. It's kind of allowing for that pivot out if I want it, and, and that's definitely something that I've been interested in. So um, I was like, perfect, I will get this, this master's, and then I will have the opportunity to either go to, on to further schooling or, or pivot into industry like I planned. Between Hugel and Otero, there are countless post-graduation paths that may be right for you. Still stressed? Well, try to keep this in mind. The typical person works around 12 jobs and changes their career three to five times in their lifespan. What that means is that first destination after college hardly ever determines what you do for the rest of your life. Again, here's Tracy Thomas. Remember that there are multiple careers that can make you happy. There is no one career that will make you happy. And to be open to taking risks, particularly this early in your career, remember that the word commencement comes from the word beginning. You're only beginning your career. This is not the end. For WNUR News, I'm Nick Song. Welcome back. Um, Dillo is, Day is a few weeks away, and aside from who the headliner is, students have their attention focused on what they'll be wearing. This year's theme, Planet Dillo, has proven difficult to shop for. John Ferreira has the story. What does space really encompass? Aliens, Earth, constellations, astronauts? All these questions and more have arisen with this year's Dillo Day theme, Planet Dillo. It's well known that outfits are one of the most anticipated parts of the annual music festival. Historically, students go all out. With last year's Western theme, costumes draw inspiration from cowboys, horses, and everything in between. This year, students' search for outfits that conform to the galactic theme has proven challenging. 
Sure, who doesn't have a pair of cowboy boots and jeans lying around? But there aren't too many who boast a closet of alien green, starry gold, and metallic silver. After talking with a few students and imminent dillo goers, it's clear that shopping for appropriate clothes has been a struggle. I have not started shopping. I think it's too broad. What's more is there appears to be a challenge finding a fit that stands out from the crowd. Well, I mean, I feel like it's the same thing. Sparkly silver or white, lighter colors. I feel like more astronaut type because I'm not seeing as much green. If we're going alien themed, I'm thinking silver, I'm thinking sparkly and short. So yeah, long story short, it's hard to find a balance between tacky and over-the-top, cheap and indulgent, alien and astronaut. And the tough choices that face students' Amazon carts are shared by fashion aficionados as well. Carly Wittemann, the editor-in-chief of Northwestern student fashion magazine, Stitch, has been stuck on figuring out her own outfit. Um, no, I do think it's, it's difficult. No one, like I said, no one has, like, alien antennas sticking, like, hanging around in their closet. And uh, odds are you're going to have to purchase something, um, something, you know, um, to try to fit the theme. So, I don't know. I, I still really don't know what I'm going to do. Though Wittemann, like many, is having a hard time shopping for her Dillo fit, the return to Aliens in Space, a popular early 2000s costume theme, makes sense. Um, and obviously all trends, but specifically fashion trends, are extremely um, cyclical. And uh, it's said that every 20 years, fashion repeats itself. But aside from the fashion choices that make this year's Dillo theme so hard to shop for, Wittemann also acknowledges the ethical issues a theme that's so reliant on borderline costume shopping can impose. One thing that is important to mention is with music festival culture and just like themed party college culture, there um, is very much like an implication of fast fashion um, in terms of where people are, are getting their outfits. Right. Like, I am sure that a dozen girls will have the same sparkly skirt from Shein. But Wittemann doesn't place too much blame on students for trying to shop affordably for items that fit this year's theme. The Stitch editor thinks that in comparison to last year's Western theme, buying gear for the upcoming Dillo Day is not so easy. Yeah, I think that, I mean, with anything, there's room to shop, like, ethically. But specifically with um, this theme, it's not like people have an alien-esque thing laying around in their closet. So no matter what, if, you know, you care about the theme and you want to have a fun outfit, Odds are, like, you're going to have to go buy something. Um, whereas, like, cowboy or um, the sort of Western is a bit more easy to pull together with things in your closet in a way that is, you know, doesn't right. force you to go out and buy something. Of course, Dillo Day's focus isn't about clothes. It's about music. And at the end of the day, that's what students care about the most. But if you love the intricacies of the festival, 
it's safe to say there's clearly not one universal answer on what to wear. Just throw on what you feel best in. Planet Dillo will keep on spinning. For WNUR News, I'm John Ferrari. Thank you, John. Welcome back to WNUR News. It is 6.14 p.m. Central Time. Coming up, what's the hype over Heitman Jack Harlow? WNUR's Daniel Gross takes you into the story. No, and many more of you won't know, the rapper Jack Harlow released his newest album last Friday. The Louisville native is known equally for his penchant for moms and his proclivity for music, but I thought I would attempt to review his album. But I felt unqualified having listened to little of Harlow's music before, so I spoke with some of my peers to get a better impression of the rapper. Jack, like Jack Harlow is just like a very quintessential part of the Louisville experience. That's Katie Cummins, a second year who grew up in Harlow's hometown of Louisville and claims to have personal ties to the artist. I first heard of him in middle school. He went to high school with like my best friend's older sister. And, you know, he's like this rapper, you know, like my dad's um, golfing buddy's stepdaughter went to prom with him, you know, and like he would like make like random music videos and put them on YouTube. And he was really ugly. His music's okay. Like some of it's good. Some of it's like really bad. But um, he's just like has such a personality to him. And I love the way that he like cherishes Louisville and all of like everything that he does. He's got mad riz. This is Anita Lee, a self-described Jack Harlow fan, talking about his music. I think it's catchy, like it has good rhythms, um, but also I think he's smart. He's a smart lyricist. There's not a lot of people who are talented and have a personality. So I feel like it's really cool that Jack has both. What's your reaction to hearing the news that he just dropped in your album? Excited! Yo, that's awesome! I'm ex- always excited to hear when he has new music, so I feel like he's going to bring something different. Okay, I haven't listened to his new album, but I did listen to a lot of his older songs, especially like the ones that kind of like you could say made him famous. That's Jay, an avid rap fan who is not a Harlow fan. I would only listen to it if someone just constantly talked to me about it. I was like, dude, you have to listen to this album, you have to listen to this album, you have to like that's, That'd be the only case I'd ever listen to it. And I don't see that reaction from anyone around me, so I'm not necessarily like, inclined. I, like, I would not go listen to the album out of my own free will, I think is a good way to say it. I also asked them what I can expect as a novice Jack Harlow listener. Chill vibes. Recently, I feel like it's been more, he's kind of mellowing out. A humble brag. I don't know if he's like changed gears with this new one, but when people talk about Jack Harlow, they're like, oh my goodness, his personality is so cute in the sense that He's like this kind of like a narcissistic, obnoxious kind of dude. That's what you're kind of in for. But like, that's what makes me cool, you know, things like that. I am honestly going to compare him to another rapper, Logic, in a sense, because I feel like over time, Jack Harlow has become more and more like Logic. Yeah, I listened to it. Um, I listened to it all the way through um, a couple of days ago. I thought it was good. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of apathetic to his, like, more recent music. After all that, I felt ready to embark on this journey through Jack Harlow's most recent album, Jackman. Here are my thoughts as I listen to the album. It's 2.25 a.m. I've just done a bunch of interviews, um, and I'm ready to listen to this album. I'm actually 
even if some of the comments weren't the most positive, I'm actually getting very excited to listen to this. Um, so I'm going to start now. So I just finished listening to it. There's a lot of interesting things in this album that I wasn't expecting. Very different from the sound that I was ex- expecting from him. Not very trappy um, and much more serious subject matter of his lyrics. It's Jack Harlow, so there was, you know, some quantity of braggadociousness, but overall, he at least attempted some very serious subject matters. Felt like he was trying to mimic J. Cole in a way, but it ended up sounding a little bit like logic. I know Jay mentioned earlier that he reminds him of logic, but maybe it was just that comment that got me thinking that, but this album definitely felt like, it definitely felt like that in its own way. It's very compelling. I think after listening to this, I definitely have more respect for Jack Harlow. Am I a Jack Harlow fan? No. Probably not going to save any of these songs either, but, but now if someone says that they are a fan, I don't think I'm going to look at them weird anymore. I think I have more respect for the music that he makes because there was a lot of very compelling um, concepts in here. After thinking about it more, I think I would give this album a 6 moms out of 10 moms, which is probably Jack Harlow's favorite unit of measurement. There are some strong musical and lyrical concepts, but the, is- but the instrumentals are at times bland and the lyrics can lack some self-awareness. In any case, I did not suffer through the album and actually enjoyed some parts. So I would consider that a win. You can just tell he was ugly in high school, you know? And, like, I think people really admire that in him. Um, because he was really ugly in high school. For WNUR News, I'm Daniel Gross. Thank you, Daniel. And now for a look at the weather for tonight. Expect more of the same with a high of 44 degrees and a low of 41 degrees. The skies will be clear, though, and it's a break from the spring showers we've been seeing lately. Next week, though, look for another round of re- look for another round of real spring weather with the highs in the 70s. And taking a look into the headlines, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by a quarter point today to about 5%. This was the 10th increase in rates since attempting to combat hiking inflation. But it looks to be the last with the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell pointing at the fact that he doesn't plan to continue raising rates anytime soon. And earlier today, a shooting in an Atlanta medical building left one dead and four injured. The gunman is still on the loose as police search the city. Police have not yet detailed his motive. And U.S. test scores show a drop in student knowledge since the pandemic. The scores reflect a downward trend in nearly every academic area. In history specifically, just 13% of 8th graders were considered proficient. A decade ago, that number was 18. Well, that's all the time for WNUR News at 6. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other WNUR stories on our website, WNURnews.news. That's WNURnews.news. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our producer today is Paz Baum, and our reporters are Nick Song, Daniel Gross, and John Ferreira. From all of us here at WNUR News, thank you for listening. I'm Ellie Skelly. Catch you on our next news class on our next newscast at Friday, May 5th at 6 p.m. Now back to scheduled programming. <laughs>